0: Comics, movies, music, video games,
1: technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
0: The world we know is gone. No Netflix, no iPads,
1: no Instagram, no podcasts.
2: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 96 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined tonight by Mr. Jim Dietz and Mr. Russell Latham. How you guys doing tonight?
1: shield <laughs>
0: I'm fabulous, thank you.
2: Yeah, Russ and I just got done watching the S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot, which just aired on ABC. Uh, some Weedney goodness. Uh, but we're not really here to talk about that tonight, we're here to talk some Walking Dead news for everybody, because it's been a while since we've had a news show, and there's some news that's out, I- I'd certainly say, because it's some big stuff.
0: And as we record, it's only three weeks from the premiere. Yeah, wow. yeah. Exciting, exciting.
2: So uh, before we get into that, Russ, why don't you tell us about our sponsor this week?
1: Our sponsor for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is Discount Comic Book Service, that's dcbservice.com where you can save a ton of money on your pre-ordered comic books, graphic novels, tchotchkes, toys, t-shirts, you name it. If it's in the previews catalog, you can order it from them and they will ship it right to your door. Um, Fabulous service most of us use and have been using for quite some time. Um, Some things they want to point out this month um, is they're planning to do a midnight release for The Walking Dead 115 on October 9th, which is starting a brand new uh, twice-monthly storyline. Um, And if you didn't know, that DCBS does have a brick-and-mortar store um, in Indiana, um, as well as an online presence. And they said they will be selling the comic and making it available online at midnight from from midnight to 5 a.m. on October the 9th. So if you're really jonesing to get that uh, new issue of The Walking Dead number 115, check it out. Continuing this month, all the new Marvel and DC trades and hardcovers are 50% off. Uh, So that's a fabulous, fabulous deal. Uh, the Valiant books, if you're if you're interested in the Valiant resurgence, which they've been doing a phenomenal job, uh, in my opinion, on on all those books. I know I've been reading them. John's or Jim's been reading them. Uh, good stuff. But all of the actual regular monthly issues are fifty percent off if you order them in a bundle. So again, great great deal. The folks at Action Lab, uh, friends of the show, Sean Pryor, Jim Dietz, and crew um, over at Action Lab Entertainment. Um have the Princeless Encore edition number one for 45% off this month on pre-order. Uh, they don't mind late orders, so don't be afraid if you're a little few days behind on the ordering for the month to just shoot them an email and let them know that your order's coming in late. They are happy to take it. Um, and as always, you can order you can earn five percent off from your Comixology orders off your DCBS orders. So you can use that to save up and get that special hardcover or trade paperback or whatever that you've been doing. So dcbservice.com we thank them for their support of the walking dead tv podcast
2: thank you russ so before we get into the really big news let's talk a little bit of casting first some casting that's not actually walking dead it's a a old walking dead cast member going to another show and that was james allen mccune who played uh, best boyfriend jimmy back in the second season He's going to be going to the television show Shameless in Season 4. So if you really like Jimmy and seeing him getting torn apart in the RV, well, this is your chance to see some more of him. But some actual Walking Dead casting news would be the actor, well, there's two actually. The first would be the actor Vincent Martella. Who's the voice of Phineas Flynn from the uh, Disney Channel cartoon Phineas and Ferb? He is going to be joining the cast, and he's going to be playing a kid around, but a little bit older than uh, Carl's age, who will have some interaction with Carl on the show.
0: Now he doesn't have a version in the comic, I don't think. I don't remember his character.
2: I don't believe so, but I mean, there have been a number of kid characters. He could be playing a version of one of them. Who knows? Although most of the kid characters that I remember interacting with Carl in the comics were younger than him, not exclusively, but most of them I remember that way. But there's there's plenty of place uh, plenty of places for new characters here. It doesn't uh, it doesn't bother me in the least. Now I know you've got kids, uh, your younger kids, Jim. Uh, they watch Phineas and Ferb, or? Are they still a little bit young for that one?
0: Um, Vio's only two, so she's still dealing with Sesame Street. She isn't up to Phineas and Ferb level yet. But uh, <laughs> I hear a lot of good things about Phineas and Ferb. I know uh, Ken Morgan was a big fan. Uh, his kids used to watch it a lot. So uh, it should be interesting. I don't I don't recognize the actor on site, but I, I probably will recognize his voice. And...
2: and they just had a crossover episode with uh, Marvel's Avengers Assemble, I believe, which was su- so. received pretty well. So uh, good for them. Also joining the cast for Season 4, and this character will also have, or this actress rather, will also have the option to become a regular in Season 5, we have Christian Ceratos. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, she was in the Twilight movies, or at least one of the movies, and she will be entering the show as the character Rosita Espinosa. Now this, however is a comic book character, and it gets me very excited, not particularly for this character, nothing against the character of Miss Espinoza, but when that character showed up in the comics, she showed up with a couple other characters who, I don't know that I'd say were my favorite characters in the comic ever, but were definitely near the top of the list. Um, So hopefully she shows up with them in the the show, or at least they make their entrance soon. Um, This also, to me, and I'm avoiding spoilers here, but... It seems to me that that whole voice over the radio thing that we saw in the trailer could be connected to her storyline, because I, I it's been a long time since I read this, but I seem to remember there being a somewhat similar storyline involving this character and the other two characters she showed up with in the comics.
0: Yeah, it's been a while for me, too, but the whole thing about if you, those who arrive survive, I think that could very well tie into them, uh, as it did in the comic, if we're remembering it correctly, so... I'll have to go back and uh, refer to my hardcovers.
2: Yes, (laughs) same here. Well, well for me, it'd be the trade paperbacks, but same idea. So our big piece of news, the one we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about here, is some really, really big news AMC has announced and that is that The Walking Dead will be getting a companion series, or better known as a spinoff, that's expected to debut sometime in 2015. This will be all new characters, or at least characters not from the comics. They may be introduced on the main Walking Dead show, they may not, we don't know yet, it's still a ways off. But this is their way of expanding the brand. People love Walking Dead. They can do more with it, they figure. And they can try telling some stories with a completely different cast of characters that aren't based on the comic and don't have those expectations placed upon them. Uh, They might be in a different part of the country. They might be in a completely different country. We honestly have no idea at this point. But what do you guys think about this? I know I'm super excited about it. I think it could be really cool. uh, Or it could be terrible. We have no idea. But I think it's got the potential to be pretty neat.
0: I think the coolest thing about it is that it doesn't come from any source material. It doesn't have to be beholden to the comics in any way. Granted, you know the, the the series right now really isn't you know line for line, shape for shape adaptation. But it's still, I mean, we're getting a lot of the major story beats we got in the comic. This will be something all all new, and I think it's something that Kirkman himself said in the interview I read about it, is that you know it's a whole new rule book, whole new you know game game board to play with. And uh, I don't know. I I think it could be really cool. And be uh, you know I'm sure he has a lot of ideas he hasn't been able to work into, you know, the comic as it stands with the characters and situations it is now. And, uh, those, you know, those ideas can come to light in the, uh, in the new series. Now, my question for you guys is, do you think the spinoff is going to be just totally not connected in any way to the, the parent series, or do you think they're going to maybe take a character or two from our group in the main Walking Dead series and spin them off in the new series? Like, I know a lot of people have been saying that, I mean, the obvious choice would be to spin off Daryl to the new series because he's definitely the most, you know, probably the most popular supporting character.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, like you're saying, he's the most support, a popular supporting character, and some people would just follow him to the second show and watch that one. I think it would be smart, in many ways, to take an existing character from the show who's not in the comics and bring him over to this new show. I don't think it's necessary, though. I mean, it's something that could work very well. But keep in mind, when the show debuted, yes, it was based on the comic, but you know, that's a very small percentage of the viewers of the people who've actually read the comics and the show did just fine. So they may look for another Norman Reedus type and base the show around him or something. And I'm not saying a character who uh looks just like him or acts just like him, but Somebody that they know will have a similar appeal,
0: or a cult, or a cult following like Norman has. Like, uh, you know, oddly enough, I could see them pat- casting uh, Sean Patrick Flannery.
2: I was just about <laughs> to suggest that. How perfect <laughs> would that be, you know, and
0: then there'd be, you know, when they have their, uh, you know, inevitable crossover between the two, uh, you know, it'd be a Boondock Saints reunion, which would be kind of cool.
2: Other than Daryl, are there any other show-only characters you think so far that could? hold, uh, hold their own show or maybe, and granted they haven't said the specifics of this, but maybe a character like Carol, who by this point in the comics was long, long dead. Um, and that's not, not really a spoiler. It happens very early in the comics. You know, she's essentially a brand new character now in the show. Could they spin off something with her, her and Daryl? Maybe that would be a great power couple to uh, drive the show.
0: That's true, but then I think, um, you, you definitely would lose some. I mean, they're, they're probably the two most popular characters in the supporting cast. You lose both of them. I, I would definitely, you know, the, the main show would definitely lose something. That's yeah, true. I, I think, you know, if they went with one or the other, that'd probably be the better choice. But again, you know, I think it'd be easy enough to do it and not, you know, have, you know, a tie to that group or whatever. I mean, you could even use an ancillary supporting character from the main run. I mean, you know, Morgan or, you know, as messed up as he was or whatever, or I don't, you know, take your pick. You know, you could just, or it could just be something, you know, unto itself. You know, we don't have a whole lot of info on it yet. I mean, you know, we're just, you know, conjecturing and second guessing here. I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's kind of a gamble if you move Norman away because he's he's definitely the draw for a lot of people to the main show. So uh, I don't know. It, 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 I could see it going either way.
2: One suggestion I had heard uh, either yesterday or earlier today was, what about the Vatos? What if they brought the Vatos back in some form? They were never in the comics that I can remember and uh, based a show around them. We know they're not in that nursing home or, or old folks home or whatever it technically was Anymore, But they could be on the road, they could have a group of their own, they could have gone north when our group went south, or vice versa, uh, east or west, you know. I'd hope to see whoever the characters are a, a different setting. I mean, Atlanta's fine, don't get me wrong, I'm not slagging on Atlanta here, but I'd maybe like to see... You know, a more mountainous area or a more an an area with an ocean or with some snow or something like that. Something that just looks very visually different and allows for different circumstances. I mean, we've kind of jumped past the winter every time on this show, but you know, important stuff in the comics happens in winter and storylines like that they've had to completely kind of skip just for their shooting schedule reasons. I'd love to be able to see that in. A version of the show it doesn't need to be the same stories, but just you know some of the concepts, like you know zombies get slower in winter because they're uh, they're they're freezing. They don't have the blood pumping through their veins to keep them ambulatory or to keep them at least as fast. Uh, so you could do a lot of different fun things there. Zombies at the beach, or zombies in the mountains, zombies in Canada. You know, I, I'd love to see it in different country. I think that could be interesting. Shoot it in Vancouver. Have it be actually set in Vancouver.
0: I think it's important. Like I think you make a good point. It would be important to keep it visually distinct from the parent series, you know, and putting it in a different setting would be an easy way to do that. You know, if they put it in, like you said, the Pacific Northwest or, you know, Canada, or even, you know, even New England or something, you know, as long as it was, it wasn't the same kind of thing that we're seeing. I mean, I think it really you know, has a hard road to hoe as far as, you know, distinguishing itself from the first one, you know, from the parent uh, 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 series as it were. So I think that'd be a good way to do it if they moved it to a different environmental setting for sure. Would
2: you want to see a small group, a large group maybe just focus on two or three characters and their interactions as they move throughout their area wherever they are or?
0: I think that would I think that would work um I really i mean we've been talking about how sometimes the um the actors kind of get lost in the ensemble uh with the Walking Dead as it is now when you're juggling like eight nine ten characters in the cast. Um, something, you know, more focused and more, you know, distilled as it were to down to like two, three, maybe four characters total, I think would be another good way it could distinguish itself from, from what it's being spun off from, you know, I think, I think the the hardest row it has to hoe is to really show viewers that, you know, there's something different going on. You know what I mean? It's not just more of the same without being too different that people are going to not tune in because it's not like the original. Am I making any sense?
2: No, no, I, I get what you're saying.
0: They want to get that sweet spot where it's different enough that they're going to bring in viewers from the original show um, who would normally gloss over it, but also, you know, not too different that they alienate those people. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, uh, like I said, if they if they can just hit that sweet spot and really, you know, um, get get it right there in the middle, I think, I think they're going to have it made.
2: Do you think they maybe try to tone down the ongoing storylines a little bit? I'm not saying cut them out completely, but just make the episodes a little bit more self-contained? Um, that makes it easier to sell a show into syndication. It makes easy, it makes it easier for people to drop in and drop out, which is not, you know, it's not like you want your your watchers to drop in and drop out, but you do want people to be able to just drop in, uh, which is something that you can kind of do with the main series, but for most of AMC's stuff, you really can. It's ongoing narratives, it's very plot-based, and you need to keep going to be able to follow what's happening.
0: I think it would be definitely uh, um, against the grain if it were like that, you know, if it were more single, you know, episode, one-off type things. I know that we've talked quite a bit i mean in our analysis of the show that some of the episodes that we liked the best um you know like uh a clear and uh 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 was it eighteen miles out things right. like that were were i mean episodes that we you know enjoyed the best were pretty self contained unto themselves and not part of the bigger story so um you know, I think a good mix of the two might work too, you know, but I do agree i think I think it'd be really smart for them if they were to distill it down to a smaller cast more, you know, more polarized and more, you know, with higher stakes. You know, if we're, if there are only like three, four or five people in the cast, we're more invested in those characters. And then, you know, when the inevitable deaths happen, we are more moved, you know, rather than, oh, Jimmy's dead, you know.
2: <laughs> what was that show from the 80s with Michael Landon, where he was an angel?
0: A highway to Heaven.
2: Highway to Heaven. I could almost, now granted, my memory of this show is from syndication in the mid-90s when I was a very young kid watching it. But... You know, my memory of that show feels like something that could work in that you have two or three main characters, maybe members of a not-as-racist-as-Merle biker gang or something, um, who travel around the country, and you've got them as the main characters in their ongoing stories, but you get a little bit more of a procedural angle as they go from deserted, or mostly deserted town to mostly deserted town, meeting other survivors, and then at the end of the episode, or, you know, a two-part or something like that, getting on their bikes and riding away and looking for the next adventure.
0: Yeah, I don't think I think you're gonna have something maybe a little more mobile than them at the prison too, just to to break it up, you know, for for variety's sake. So uh, I I think that'd be an interesting way to take it, you know, something like like you said, you know, like a, a cross between Sons of Anarchy and uh, and Walking Dead.
2: Right, right. I mean, I'd also um, you know, just other things I'm thinking about that I'd like to see in the show, maybe a little bit more female fronted. I mean, not to say that there aren't really good female characters in The Walking Dead, but it is. Mostly male characters who have the major storylines, who have the major actions to take uh, to undertake, and it'd be nice to see it maybe an inversion of that. You know, maybe if it's a th- three main character show, you have two female, one male, something like that. Maybe more of a family unit. Which, granted, The Walking Dead had with Rick and Lori and Carl, but maybe an, a similar family unit that's that's more the core of the cast, and then you just have guest stars, um, not quite like the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters in the uh, Gilligan's Island cartoon or something. But just more town to town stuff,
0: right? So something more like the movie Zombieland, where they were on the move and they kept meeting new people as they went along, and they were in new environments as they went along. But that—that's what corner. I'd
2: like this to be. I'd like this to be the Zombieland TV show, but not terrible. But like, not the Zombieland, Zombieland yeah. TV show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Zombieland TV show, but not the Zombieland TV show. Yeah. Nah.
2: What, what do you want to see in the show, Russ? You, you dropped out for a second because uh, the internet is terrible. But what yeah. do you want to see in the show? What types of characters? What type of settings? Do you want to see any characters from this show jump over to, that, to the new show? What do you want to see? What don't you want to see?
1: I want to see something completely different. I don't want to see any crossover with the current show. I don't want to see any characters take the lead. I want this to be something completely outside the box so there's no comparison to the comics there's no comparison to this show you know maybe something set in the Pacific Northwest where they have to contend with you know lousy weather more uh, just a different setting where people aren't sweaty and dirty all the time you know maybe even go a different route and take take a turn where almost kind of like I guess the, the Romero movie Land of the Dead where they kind of brought the military in now
2: what if you had a you know, this is looking down the road a few years, but, you know, if they have it not set so far away, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the idea of the Pacific Northwest, I also really like the idea of it being more of an on-the-road show, but a version where when one or the other show is finally reaches end, if, if you have them close enough in location, you can always have the one or two actors who want to stick around after their side of the show ends, you can always have them move over to the other show as well true but is that something that we really want to i don't know if encourage is the right word because it's not like oh i don't want that to happen but do i do i want it to happen i
1: don't know what if they went on you know did it in europe like we get to see you know a completely you know a completely different aspect of it or manhattan that'd be pretty awesome
2: i mean manhattan would be cool my only problem and granted i like the idea of doing another country Um, I brought up uh, Vancouver before, but the only problem with doing like a a recognizable other country or Manhattan or something like that is you have to make it look like Manhattan or France or wherever you're trying to be. And some places are going to be cheaper than others, but keep in mind, they're not going to... Requ- uh, you know, tape the things there. They're not going to actually produce the shows in those countries unless it's like, say, Vancouver. So you have to spend more of your budget making the sets and the locations look like wherever you're supposed to be. The great thing about Atlanta is they don't have to spend any money to make it look like Atlanta. It's already Atlanta. Um, you know, you stop to spend money on sets and stuff, but your location is already, the work's done for you. So if they can set it at some place that has. Like, Vancouver's good because it often doubles as other places, New York and L.A. and stuff like that, but you could also look at other places in the U.S. that offer good tax breaks for movies. I know um, Louisiana, I believe, has been doing some good stuff in terms of tax breaks. Pittsburgh was doing that for a while. You could mm-hmm. do some interesting things. I mean, Pittsburgh would actually be a very interesting setting, and I'm not just saying that to uh, buddy up, Jim, but...
0: I would love it. I mean, we are... I mean, think about it. We are the... you know when Romero started it all here. That's know, true, yeah. and I
2: wasn't even thinking about that, but that's absolutely the case.
0: But yeah, I mean, it'd be a great nod to that, for sure.
2: Walking Dead, The Pit.
0: There you go. <laughs> I think you, you better call a uh, an executive right now, dude. Get, <laughs> get that pitch underway.
2: But I mean, like a, a Louisiana, New Orleans one could be cool as well. I mean, we've already dealt with the ideas of swamps a little bit in season two, but not too much. You know, kind of a Bayou Zombies thing could be cool. I mean, granted, they're not really going to go into the whole Voodoo Zombies thing, I doubt, because that's... Just not the type of um, zombies that these are, but you you would have a little bit more opportunity to even play on those concepts in New Orleans. You know, somewhere like New Mexico would look really cool as well. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. But I
0: was say you could have Nazi Jack and his guys.
2: <laughs> but I mean, just you know, those locations, those those Red Rock Buttes and stuff like that would would provide a stark visual contrast from Atlanta and really give the show a look that, yes, would be somewhat similar to Breaking Bad, at least in setting, um, but without Michael Slovis being the DP, it's going to look very different in terms of the actual visuals. But, I mean, it would give it a distinct look from The Walking Dead, an interesting look. I I don't know what the tax situation is in New Mexico right now for tax breaks and stuff, but it's working for for Breaking Bad, apparently.
0: I was just going to say, I'd love it if they brought it back to Pittsburgh. You know, even if they just drove through Pittsburgh, just to... You know, to kind of shout it out. You know, I mean, we we are the zombie capital, after all. It'd be it'd make perfect sense for them to do it or anything. But I don't. I doubt it. It's a dream.
2: What things do you absolutely not want to see in the show?
0: I know Russ said he didn't want to see a crossover, but I kind of feel like you know, a few seasons down the road, it would almost be inevitable. I don't want to see the, the, a lot of the things we've already seen. You know what I mean? If they're going to have a new show, I'd really hate for it to be a retread of what we've already you know done and seen with Rick and and friends.
2: Right. I think for me, I really don't want to see kids in the show, and don't get me wrong, I like Carl in the show, I like Beth, but particularly since they're already adding a bunch of new kid characters, not necessarily like main characters, but just kids from Woodbury and stuff in season four, and they've already dealt with kids and Carl growing up and stuff in the regular show, I think they've—that that is a path that they've worn well enough that they don't need to do the same thing in uh, the spinoff, particularly, you know... Working with kids is expensive. It's time-consuming. They have very strict labor laws that they have to work under to keep them safe. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those laws, but I'm just saying it does become a hindrance in many ways for a television production or any type of film production. And you can get around that there. Not having kids just allows the show to be a little bit more adult and allows it to be more relatable to you know people our age and you know and we're different in ages. But you know neither of us is twelve, so. I would like to see it be mobile, I think, but also a stationary location is fine. I think I'd prefer mobile. I have mixed feelings on a crossover. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think mobile would contrast it enough from the one that we have now. You know what I mean? Like you say, uh, I really wouldn't want it to be a, a retread. And I think if they went with kids again, like what you're talking about, it would seem like a retread. You know, right. it seemed like, Oh, we've been down this road before, we've already seen this. We really don't need to see it again. I hope they're I hope Kirkman is, you know, is is um you know, true to what he's saying is that it would give him a chance uh, an opportunity to uh, you know do new things, try new ideas that he hasn't right. been able to do because he's been kind of beholden to the comic book uh, continuity as it were.
2: Well, and I, I also think another thing I don't wanna see is more uh, cop characters. I think Walking Dead has done that well, but it's already been done. Um, I'd also want to stay from away from current military. I think maybe some but one of the characters could be ex-military, so they have some training, they have some reason for being good with a gun or something like that. That would be fine. but I don't really need to see more people in authority dealing with a world where their their authority no longer matters. that That's again, a concept that's already been dealt with in The Walking Dead. I don't need to see it again here. Also, you know, like pregnancy and stuff like that. just different concepts like like that that we've already seen. They've been done, they've, some have been done better than others on the regular Walking Dead, but I just don't need to see them approach from a different angle or something like that. I've already seen them. What if we had a town that was similar to Woodbury, but on the West Coast? You know, not not necessarily a town with an evil overlord, but just an, a town that's already kind of staving off zombies from the outside.
0: What if the governor totally leaves the main series and ends up in the other series?
2: <laughs> well, he's already getting his own AMC show, so not likely um, I forget what the name of that show is off the top of my head, but yeah, after this season he'll have his own show on AMC, not as the governor, but David Morrissey will be uh, the lead in another show. I-, I wouldn't hate the idea. I didn't know that. Oh, I guess we never got to that on a previous news show, but yeah, he'll be on AMC for th- of the foreseeable future anyway.
0: I just want to see something new. That's all. That's my, my main prerequisite. I would just like to see some new kinds of characters, new situations, new ways of relating to the zombie apocalypse, that kind of thing. San Francisco might be a good choice too. It's fairly isolated,
2: and it, and to it provide a stark, um, not not visual contrast necessarily, although it would, but a a contrast in the mores of the group, if you will. You know, not that Walking Dead has has painted uh, everyone in Atlanta as you know redneck racist hillbillies or something, but they have had to deal with those ideas in. Carol's husband Ed, or in Merle, and San Francisco, or at least the stereotypes of it, it's much more open place, much more uh, blue area, if you will, versus the red of Atlanta, Um, and I don't know that Atlanta's strictly speaking red, but the red of, let's say, uh, Georgia, a a blue area with a very different set of social mores and values and such could be very interesting to see how those characters approach zombies. You know, you're not dealing with people who have a history with guns and have a history with the wilderness and stuff like that, which you might be more likely to see in Georgia. San Francisco, you're dealing with I don't mean to paint with a broad brush here, but more intellectuals, hippie, ex-hippies, you know, that kind of stuff. And seeing them in a situation where talking their way out of a situation no longer works or dealing with reason no longer works could be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. A lot of the uh, characters in The Walking Dead have, like, some, like, outdoorsman experience. Even if they're not, like you say, you know, rednecks or whatever. Uh, you know they they don 't really have any you know urban you know city dwelling upwardly mobile types, so to speak you know and uh again you know you you say painting with a broad brush but i I get what you 're saying you know i mean i mean it, it, Rick Rick knows how to build a fire, you know what i mean right. it'd be interesting to see you know fish out of water like i don 't know some i t guys or something you know Yeah, yeah you know trying to deal with it or or whatever you know it's just i like i said I just I just want to see something totally different, but in the same
2: milieu let me put it this way there's a much better chance that somebody in atlantic city is going to have some experience with deep sea diving than somebody who lives in arizona or not necessarily arizona let's say montana you know they might have that experience but they're much farther away from deep bodies of water than atlantic city um and just giving those different values different approaches different uh, just different outlooks on life could be fascinating oh yeah you know how how does a humanist deal with the zombies versus somebody who's not a humanist. How does an atheist versus a very religious person, or how, you know, and again, painting in a very broad brush here, but it's television, you deal with stereotypes sometimes, and sometimes those are a good launching point for very interesting characters.
0: Now, do vegans only eat vegetarian brains?
2: <laughs> vegan zombies.
0: Yeah, vegan zombies. I guess we'll have to tune in to find out. But I would love to see it in a more, more urban setting. I mean, we've had very much of you know, the rural setting in the in, in the main story here. It'd be nice to see it in a... You know, in a major city like like San Fran or or, or Manhattan or something like that, or you know, and, and like you say, Vancouver could easily you know sub for any of those. So,
2: so unfortunately, Russ's internet keeps flaking out on us. So we'll have to get more of his thoughts on the show later when he has a more uh, secure connection. But uh, that's pretty much our Walking Dead news for right now. We should mention though that if you like our coverage of the Walking Dead. There's some other television coverage you might want to check out on com. We've got the uh, Agents of Shield podcast now, and that's called the Shield podcast. So if you checked out as we record this anyway, tonight's airing of the pilot of Marvel's Agents of Shield, definitely you're going to want to check that out.
0: Also, our good our good friend Aaron Neworth has just recently lost it, or launched a uh, new podcast uh with uh with his good friend Brandon about the new Sleepy Hollow show.
2: And that one's called the Ikappa Crane Cranecast, which is a great name. That is right. I have not checked out the Sleepy Hollow show yet, though. I hear it's all kinds of crazy, like just ridiculous fun, though.
0: Yes, it is. It's Twin Peaks, but goofy. <laughs> Twin Peaks, <laughs> but more goofy. You
2: mean? Because Twin Peaks is pretty goofy.
0: Twin Peaks is more surreal than goofy, although uh, it has its goofy moments. I would say this is goofier than that. It, I enjoyed it, though. I really like the new Sleepy Hollow show, and I'm I'm enjoying his podcast about it as well. So, and of course, our as our as we draw to a close on uh, the the final. Season of Breaking Bad, you can check out all of our uh, Los Podcast Hermanos for each of the last episodes of this final half of the final season of Breaking Bad.
2: Yes, as we record this, there is one episode of Breaking Bad left. This uh, half season that we're we're finishing up right now has been incredible start to finish, or at least start to the second to last episode. We still don't know about the finish yet, but here's hoping. Uh, If you are a fan of The Walking Dead and have not checked out Breaking Bad, Do yourself a favor. It is, as far as I'm concerned, the best show on TV, the best show I have ever seen. And I'm not saying my favorite show, because we had... Brad Milo and I had a discussion about this on Twitter, or on Facebook the other day, uh, with some other folks. There are shows I like, I love, that I can understand aren't great shows. Breaking Bad is a great show. You you don't have to like it, but it is so well-made, so well-written, so well-acted, so well-shot... Uh, choreographed soundtracked everything it is amazing granted you don't have to like it I understand it's not for everybody but if you like the Walking Dead and you haven't watched Breaking Bad you are doing yourself such a disservice and hey if you start now you can watch the whole show because there's no way you're going to get the whole thing finished unless you have all the free time in the world But before the uh, the finale airs get yourself watching Breaking Bad you'll thank me uh, and then you can check out uh, for the last season the last half season anyway you can check out los podcast hermanos
0: also um uh, i mean mo- almost everything except for the last half of the last season is available on netflix now i think so i mean you can get caught up very easily there on the uh on breaking bad if you mo- like more general uh tv talk i'm also on another podcast on the taylor networker podcast called nothing's on and we cover pi- we cover television every week and we were pretty much doing every re- reviews of every new show coming out this fall, and a lot of our returning favorites. So you can check that out at thetailornetworkerpodcast.com.
2: I-, I feel sorry for you, because most of the previews I've seen for this new back-to-television shows looks pretty terrible.
0: There are some there are some decent shows uh, mixed in there, though. I oh, mean, I understand, uh, but I'm just saying, bro-
2: the crap looks crappier than normal.
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine was a nice surprise.
2: And they had the pilot uh, for free download on iTunes, so I downloaded that, I downloaded the first episode of Sleepy Hollow, One of these days I'll get around to watching them, but definitely the previews looked good. But that's enough TV talk. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. 516-468-7912. That's 516-468-7912. What do you think about The Walking Dead spinoff show? Do you like the idea? Do you hate the idea? Do you have things you definitely want to see and things you definitely don't want to see? Let us know, or you can just email us comments at TV.com That's comments at walkingdeadtv.com. You can even send us an MP3 as a fake voicemail to there if you want to be able to edit it and uh, make yourself sound all spiffy like we do our best to do here. You can check out most of our shows on Facebook as well. We have Facebook groups for them. And you can check out all the shows we've talked about at hhwlod.com except for Nothing's On. And where can people find
0: Nothing's On? com.
2: Very nice, and uh, Mr. Taylor is a very good friend of ours. We we like him quite a bit. Yeah. You too, Jim. You're you're okay.
0: I'm part of the prisoner prisoner exchange program between podcasting <laughs> networks. So,
2: and once you've paid off your debt to society, you will be free to go, just like everybody else.
0: Right, just like Jesse in uh, well, breaking bad. Hey, right? no spoilers. No spoilers.
2: <laughs> Believe me, if you thought what he just said was a spoiler, you're probably wrong because you probably misunderstood it. And Trust me. No You can follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. And so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, maybe there's room on that other show. Have a good week, everybody.
0: (laughs) Good night.
1: Our sponsor for this episode of the Walking Dead TV (laughs) Posse.
0: Posse. Posse. Walking Dead Posse, yo.